my name is Chris Palmer and in this video the best SEO tips from my recent sit down with Kyle Roof so I went ahead and I took out at least 10 of the top SEO tips from the interview so I hope that you enjoy so let's not waste any time let's get right in to the SEO tips so I watch your videos uh, and your energy level is phenomenally fantastic Thank I, you. Uh, it was fun to watch. You're, it's infectious. I want. I, I want to be involved in this. It's so much fun. It's the Mirage technique, Chris Palmer. Exactly. Those types of pages with the rel. Um, were you finding the same thing that it was passing power? You mean you passing juice to like the rel canonical? Through the rel, correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. Google is actually providing a ranking factor within the SERPs by those bolded terms. And they are the exact keyword, but then they're also the phrases, the phrases uh, broken up or pieces of the keyword broken up uh, into manageable chunks. What you'll find is that very rarely do you need to put a forward long tail phrase multiple times on a page. The, the joke, you know, Google goes after people who do a lot of black hat stuff, you know, like uh, link farms, uh, PBN farms that are selling links in mass. And, and they go after them and I slap them. And I well, we could say 80 or 90% of everything that you've been doing, you've probably been doing, I'm sure you've advanced some things, but a lot of it has really been the same. When it, I, I say that all the time. If you think about a bell curve, uh, you know, the 10 to 15% on each side, that's what Google is going after. Cause that's where people are really trying to scam and spam. And, and they're trying to, uh, I don't know, Craig Campbell things might be a good term to coin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what Craig Campbell is. But they can't change that middle part, that 70 to 80%, because it's too expensive. One thing I want to preface this by is that um, I think it's important to do a mind shift in terms of worrying about ranking for a particular keyword to how a page is performing. Okay. You, know, you, you SEO a page, right? And the idea is that it might be a page that exists, it might be a brand new page, but there's a benchmark. So um, this page, you know, let's say I, I do mostly client work. This page exists and we're going to come in and now we're going to SEO this page. So it has a, a certain amount of bench. It has benchmarks, you know, where it's at with in terms of the impressions, uh, its clicks, the amount of keywords it ranks for and its conversions. Those are the, the four most important metrics. So we're going to come in and try to improve those metrics. Uh, keep in mind, the, the individual keyword ranking had nothing to do with any of those metrics. You know, I mean, like it has absolutely nothing to do with how that page is performing. You could rank number one, two, five, fifty. It doesn't matter for for one particular term if you're getting clicks, impressions, uh, you know, uh, uh, conversions, etc. Um, so, with that mindset, something that I've worked on a lot is getting um, uh, with my H2s and H3s. So, my subheadings. Uh, I think you want to think of your your page as a Roman numeral outline. Okay. And those are critically important because they can create uh, a page that is semantically related. And the advantage to creating a page that is semantically related is that you will rank for more keywords. And the more keywords you can rank for, the more impressions you can get, which makes you more eligible for more clicks. And if you've got it semantically related, then you don't have to worry that you're going off, um, you know, into another field. And something that I've been doing is... Um, uh, a concept of choosing a lead H2, a lead subheading. So you've got your primary keyword, uh, your very first subheading, choosing a lead. 
how to do that. And how you can do that is you do your, 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 your search for your primary term, scroll to the bottom, see the related searches. All right, look at those guys. Pick the one that's the lead. Pick the one that you like the most. Now you are going to create a page that is wildly semantically related. It's going to fit. It's going to work. And there's no wrong answer. You can't choose a wrong lead. Um, that's yeah. not the point of this. You know, it depends on what you're talking about, you know, or what you're trying to drive at. But the idea is that from the lead, you match the, the related searches from the primary list and you get those together. And now you've got a page that is so semantically related. You're going to rank for so many keywords. So even if that primary keyword doesn't perform as well as you want it to, you're bringing it, it might be really tough. You know, you might be on page three or page four and never rank well for the primary, but you've optimized for all these other keywords. It's going to cast such a wide net. That's but all those keywords are going to be the, it's going to be the traffic that you want. Do you have one more? Uh, that was two. Do you have, you have one more? <laughs> uh, tip. Okay. Okay. And the idea is um, you can uh, um, figure out your domain authority, the, the authority of your site based on the clicks that you're receiving. So it has nothing to do with like link strength metri metrics. It's how many clicks Google is giving you per day. And then you can look at your low click day and your high click day and that gives you a range and that's, that's your authority. But what he talks about is that you can post content in that tier or, you know, in, in what your natural tier is without doing any SEO, you will rank uh, page one, page two, page three, probably within a few weeks just by putting up and letting it go. And you're going to get natural clicks. And then if you post enough of that content, you'll raise up to, you'll raise up a tier. So on the point of traffic. So yes, I, let's see. Let's unpack this a little bit. I, I, I totally agree. So you see traffic coming through a, a, like a referring domain. Um, you will get a bump. It is temporary for sure, which, which a bot is not going to do. You know, the bot is not going to continue sessions. You know, it's, it's, it's going to do the thing that it's told to do, but, uh, by and large, you can only learn from testing and the community only gets better from testing. So I was curious. No, no, really no, no. So I, question. <laughs> I, can, I can share my last test. Um, does, will Google rank or will Google index a page from content that only exists in comments? Yes, they will. They will. Absolutely. Um, but here, here's the fun thing. They won't do it if you're using discus. Oh, well, that's, I, I agree with that. I, oh, well, oh, oh, you're telling you're, you're not asking, yeah. you're telling oh. yeah. it, it, It's not agree or disagree. It's a fact. Oh, I was agreeing with you the whole way. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so I, I there's a problem with Discus of how they do their scripts. Um, Google can't read it. And it's it's been a known problem for a long time. But what's interesting is that um, if you use like the default WordPress, Google will crawl and consider it and will rank a page for uh, content that only exists within the common area. Um, uh, if you're looking to cheat in SEO, the best way to cheat is in comments. Um, you've got your page, you've got comments, put a little content in there regularly, uh, kind of just roll it in. Um, especially after you hit page one, if you hit page one and then you do a lot of content slowly through comments, it's, it's, it's keyword rich, it's variations rich, it's, uh, LSI contextual term rich. Um, you probably can lock your page into page one with the comment area, but you need to make sure that Google is actually crawling it. So if you're using something like discus, uh, you might actually be harming yourself rather than helping. And, and something we've been playing with too, is the content within the frames. 
Um, yeah. Do you ever dabble with that? Do you like that and put schema inside the frame? Have you played around with that? I played just a little with it just to see if it would work, and I've seen it work, but I, I haven't um, uh, gotten too crazy. And the only time I would disavow uh, without seeing the manual penalty is if um, uh, what you, here, here's what you see in Search Console. You got this line. We're doing great. Maybe we're even going up a little bit. And then you see the spike. You drop a little bit. Huge spike. And then you hit the floor. Right. <laughs> and if you see that and you don't have a manual penalty, that is a, algorithm. an algorithm penalty. It is links related. I would disavow that. There are different places on a page that Google looks at. Right. You know, and Google doesn't look at a page, I think, as a whole. I agree. Google, Google looks at individual sections. And, and what occurred to me is that you could be under-optimized in this section and over-optimized in that section. And that was a idea that really advanced my SEO. Um, how do you come to the determination yourself? I mean, I know how I do, but how do you come to the determination of what to build, how many to build, uh, where to build? I guess we can throw that in there too. How do, how do you decide that? The first thing I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to find co-links. There are different terms of things, hub pages, co-occurrences. But the idea is um, these sites that are in the top 10 or the top 20 share these same links. I'm going to go get those. And there are a bunch of tools that, that help you determine that. Most often, though, you'll find their citations. And that means they're like the easiest links to get. Uh, you know, you pay $7 per each one or $5 per each one through... Mm -hmm. You know, uh, WhiteSpark, LoganX, uh, right, right. Uh, right Local. Go get those first. So that that's the first thing that I look at. After that, I look at uh, referring domains. I'm not overly concerned about number of backlinks because that's extremely easy to manipulate. The most important thing is to get comfortable with numbers from one, maybe two tools. That's I right. would. I like to bounce off of two tools because um, they both have. They all have different data. So, by the way, these tools are amazing. Like uh, like Moz, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Majestic. They are I mean, the work that they do is is unreal. What happens is that uh, supporting keywords. So you know you look at Search Console and your page is ranking for a thousand keywords. Yep. Most don't exist on the page. That's right. Usually, what happens in an update is that Google takes uh, those terms that you're ranking for and and they become their own primary terms. And that just means you need to create your own. They need they need their own pages. Is what that means. Um, so in the same vein as you're saying, like look at what they're creating. If you create those separate pages, you can start to steal traffic from them on long term phrases. Uh, you'll never compete with them. You know you That's you know right. you, you can't you know you're Not going against primary. Disney, you know right. for that particular primary, but you get their secondaries and you start to shave I, off that. Yes, I love that strategy. But it's targeted traffic, and often it's actually more buyer intent. What? How do you? I, I know that. I I feel that the schema is very very important, but have you noticed it to have particular boosts, um, for ranking? And I, aside from the OG, aside from you know the typical stuff that's injected into the page when you sign up for a plugin, what other schemas should myself and other users be utilizing? Uh, that you found to be, 
you know, aside from all the ones everybody knows, article schema, you know, like OG and, and, and breadcrumbs and all that kind of stuff. Have you found any that, you know, maybe, cause there's a lot, you know, you know what I'm, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's a lot going on there. It, it, what should I be looking at? What shouldn't I be looking at? What are you looking at? What are you implementing on every page? Like what, it, it, let's talk about schema. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm focusing on um, creating a, a business page. So uh, this, it's usually the homepage and that's for a corporation or a local business. So we have identified this is that page. On that page, I will identify the founders. I will identify people. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and then depending on the size of the business or what's going on, uh, there's usually like a, an about us page or like a team page. I'm going to identify that page, and in that page, I'm going to identify people. And the reason I'm going to do that is that then some of those people are going to write content for me. So once they write content on a blog, if you will, I'm going to identify them as an author. Ah. And okay. I've already identified them as a person and I've already identified a corporation or a business. Ah. You can see how the cascade. Yes. Yes. We are a thing. These are our people. This is our author. Mm. And so each of my authors, I want to have a individual bio page because you can reference that within the authorship um, schema. So. Uh, I think that's a tight way to do it, and um, it helps. And here's what I want to say. I don't think it helps with ranking. Right. But it helps you maintain your ranking when Google does a medic polar bear paw slap. <laughs> you, know, you will stay put because you identify that you're a real company and you have founders. You identify that you have a team with people you identify that you have authors and you cited them and all that then cascades in this thing of real because real companies can do that. Um, and real companies are happy to do that. You know, who hates to do that? Affiliate marketers who are hiding in, you know, the uh, a closet somewhere, <laughs> fiercely hacking their pages. Yeah. They don't want to, do that. they don't want to give that information. So be real. And be real with people, and you can do that within your own schema. And, and truthfully, you can fake it. I mean, right? it's not that hard. But that's the schema that I like a lot right now, is to go through those steps to identify corporation, team, author. And then uh, the content that I put out has that tag that identifies those, those people. Okay. Um, and then as far as the... Uh the other little micro formats that are within it, do you implement any of those? Would you, you know, mark up like, you know, it, I, I forget exactly what it's called off the top of my head for some reason, but do you mark up each little segment too? Um, do you do that as well? Or do you think that that's unnecessary? Cause I, Not I, I, I little segment, but I would, um, uh, to me, it comes down to time budget money. Okay. Yep. If you see an edge and you can do it quickly, do it. You so know, if you're ranking competitors or implementing it and getting an edge, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I do it. Yeah, so for sure. And then um, an interesting thing that schema.org does is that if you look at particular things, they'll tell you like approximately this many websites are doing this. 
Um, every once in a while, you'll see something that's like a thousand websites are doing this. That to me seems like an edge. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, especially if it takes no time. You know, we're just adding one little spot to our schema. I would do it. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. That I feel like sense. that might be a, 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 a moderate edge. And then if you kind of want to get a little more geeky, it's not a bad idea to get into doubling core. So, I, well, it, so definitely run out, get your gold curtains. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Kyle. Um, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments below. I answer all the questions. Kyle, I'll look forward to our next meeting. And Thanks uh, so much. everybody, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate your time. You have a wonderful day, everybody. Goodbye.